0: Here we are. Wait. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Here we are.
1: <laughs> this is seven minutes in heaven, the sex news podcast.
0: We sound so pissed when we do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I sound
1: like a late night radio host. All
0: right, I didn't think so. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in. You're just if you're just tuning in. This is seven. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> It's a, it's a uh, uh,
0: podcast. You're tuning into Seven Minutes in Heaven with your hosts, Arielle Kaplan
1: and Miriam Jawotowski.
0: And that's how it's done. yeah. Oh The road, rode the train together, and she's got a fucking scoop
1: to tell oh, me. Oh, did we want to talk about protest first, or should we talk about this first and then the protest?
0: Oh, right. That's kind of a news item. Okay, protest yeah. first, protest first. Okay. Okay. So, so you're going to have to so wait to hear about <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, so um, on Wednesday, yes. the time that we are recording this, it is August 1st. Right. Anal August. Ooh. check out our last episode butt stuff and caspering what number episode is this
1: 23 okay and me 23 and me next episode is our birthday episode because we're both 24 and it's gonna be our 24th episode oh we should do something cool
0: okay did you just make that up literally just now <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay 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 so yesterday miriam and i went to a protest um i want you to talk
1: about it okay <laughs> It was at the Facebook headquarters, um, and it was organized by Polly Rodriguez and Alexandra?
0: Yeah, Alex Fine and Janet Lieberman, who are the founders of Dane Products and two Jewesses as well.
1: And did I say Polly's the CEO of Unbound? You did not,
0: but she is the CEO of Unbound. And so um, both companies tried to submit really beautiful advertisements to the MTA, and they were denied
1: and to um, facebook and instagram yeah
0: also facebook and instagram really nothing sexual can be advertised the things that can be advertised are um things pertaining to like male pleasure or male sexual dysfunction so like erectile dysfunction medications the hymns and hers ads that you see everywhere in new york city people who don't live in new york city Uh, I don't know what to tell you
1: (laughs) but even on Facebook like you so you were saying you can't advertise anything sexual but that's actually not true because so many ads advertised by using sexuality like I think um, the museum of pizza there's this ad of this man in his underwear like rubbing pizza on himself you know so what is it so female pleasure so it's it's female sex companies so companies that sell women's focused or female founded yeah sex toy companies so like a uh, pharmaceutical company that More sells medication that lets you get a boner can advertise but unbound which creates lube which both genders use but maybe like target their advertising towards m- menopausal women so that they can enjoy sex yeah. and get wet they're not allowed to advertise I mean, so it's
0: it's it's everything female pleasure oriented yes. so right.
1: anything that has to do with male pleasure or just sells stuff to us to women or to men Mm -hmm. can be sexual and can be sold but um so
0: we we were holding up posters with the art um that was made by people like robin eisenberg and kliu wang yeah (laughs) k-l-i-u yeah some other bitches too who are amazing don't know their names um so it showed those advertisements and then on the back it showed the approved advertisements which were like um breast uh augmentation augmentation like a woman with a sad face holding like little lemons on her chest for small tits and then a happy woman holding like watermelon not a watermelon like a a A great fruit fruit. (laughs) (laughs) looking really happy so you Um, can sell
1: women like things that will make them more sexual to others but not things that will improve their sexual wellness yeah um and also the world health organization i believe it was said that there is no difference between sexual pleasure and sexual health. They're like completely intertwined. Ooh. So thank you. this is sexual health. It's not just like feeling good. Yeah. I mean, feeling good is just a part of the overall.
0: Yeah. I mean, health. yeah, we talked about master how po- how good masturbating is for your body. Yeah. Um. So it was a, a peaceful protest. We were there. I was there for maybe 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I'm so American we protested
1: by the cube at Astor Place for a while and we passed out quarter cards so that, that was fun. Curious people could see what it was all about. Some people joined, which was really cool. Like people Aww. who didn't come for the protest. And then we marched from that place to the front of Facebook headquarters. And then we chanted for like five minutes. And then we left all the posters in front of the headquarters. Hey, hey.
0: Ho, ho. ho. These, These policies have got to go. go. Hey, hey. These sexist policies? Are These the policies. policies. Okay, fuck me. Um, They are sexist policies. Though. So unbound and dame as we keep saying they did this together then they launched a website called approved not approved and you can take (laughs) you (laughs) can take this quiz um and it's like was this approved or not approved yeah
1: um yeah okay so you should go on there and see what sorts of things are allowed to advertise and what sorts of companies aren't and it'll show you a pretty Clear I love that they standard. did it together. Like I know they're yeah. so cute. Well, Polly, I think she had an Instagram story about this, and she was saying how it's hard to be friends with someone who is a competitor of yours. Yeah, but it's also amazing, and how they kind of push each other to be better at what they yeah, do, it's and really they amazing. support each other. Yeah. And
0: they they also have totally different vibes. Yeah, they do. I L- think. Lig- yeah, pun intended. <laughs> Dame is like, it's
1: more upscale. I think.
0: Yeah, upscale
1: and like womanly. classy.
0: Not to say that unbound's not, but then unbound is, um, or higher end is yeah. Dame. And then unbound is like,
1: it's more for, I feel like younger.
0: Yeah. Like a badass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Cool bitches. But cool bitches yeah. use both.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the positive ad- uh, adjectives that we're attributing to each one does not mean that the other one doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys know what we mean. Um, I guess this is a good time to give you guys our codes again. Yeah. Um, for Unbound,
1: or are they both the same? They're both 10% off, and the code is SMHPOD for both websites. Unboundbabes.com and Dame Products. Easy. Done. We'll get get in the show notes. And there's a reason why we advertise, or not advertise, but we have a promo code with them, uh, because they're awesome. And we use their products, and we yeah, love them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We vouch. Mm-hmm. And they don't pay us to say that. Yeah, but they can. <laughs> if they'd like to. We would take your money. <laughs> Hello, sluts, 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 sluts. And welcome to Set News
0: news 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 news
1: news all right so the other exciting thing that i want to talk about arielle was not on instagram today so she missed this whole fucking explosion um we've talked about wild wildflower sex before in our fetishes and our masturbation episodes mm-hmm. um wildflower sex is a non-binary owned sex shop and by next porn star yeah by next P- porn star and there are a couple yeah, Amy and Nick, I believe. I don't know. Um, yeah, Amy and Nick. I wrote it down. Uh, so in the past, we've talked about how they've attacked Unbound Babes for uh, taking money from investors from Founders Fund and lots of other things. And then we cleared the air with Polly. So you can go back to those episodes if you want to hear the whole scoop.
0: They're in the, like the first ten minutes, so just do it.
1: Yeah. Um, but <laughs> today, on August first, this Medium article dropped called "Dill Don't Disrespect Black Funds," and so. How many women was it? One, two, three, four, five. Six black femmes took to Medium to talk about their experiences with wildflower sex and it was really crazy. So uh first was Evyan. Also, by the way, sorry if I mispronounce names, I'm trying. Um, her uh, their Instagram is evian.whitney Whitney. We'll link to everyone's in the show notes. Thank you. So Basically, in this article, they each go through their stories, and I really encourage you to listen to it, uh, but I'm going to give you, like, a little overview. Wait, listen? It's or to read to it. Read it. Okay. <laughs> uh, or listen to me read it to you. It's okay. a 30-minute read. right, let's hear it, Miriam! <laughs> okay, so um, basically each of these women came out to talk about their relationship with wildflower sex, and the first is Evian, and so she got to know a wildflower sex through Instagram and was promoting them, but wasn't really getting compensated for the promotions. And they paid her to do a few ads for her, but for them, but not a lot. And they kind of leveraged the fact that she's really passionate about what they do uh, to get paid less. She's a sex educator. Mm -hmm. Um, So she rarely, they rarely ever promoted her, her page. Um, And, they were. She had done work with Unbound in the past, and Wildflower Sex was like, "Oh my God, they're so fucked up," and told her all these things, and basically kind of insinuated that she should spread the word about Unbound because they can't, because they had a cease and desist order, which isn't true. Um, what? Yeah, they didn't actually have a cease and desist order, but they told people that Unbound sent them a cease. Did Polly tell you that that order. wasn't true? No, but in in the article they talk oh, about okay. it. Wow. Um. So then this person Evian did this event uh, with a pharmaceutical company that she did not name. And Wildflower Sex reached out to her and was like, we're really disappointed that you engaged with this brand.
0: Wait, with with a pharmaceutical company? Yeah, because they were
1: like, this is a horrible pharmaceutical company. They do really bad things.
0: All pharmaceutical companies do
1: bad also, things. Also, like, girls trying to make a buck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's not, like, she's not the pharmaceutical company. She's just a person who's trying to make money. And it wasn't just, like, pharmaceutical companies paying her it was part of a bigger event about hsdd hyposexual dysfunction Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. um so then they called her out like through dms they just reached out to her and were like you shouldn't do this and then she was like honestly would love to talk about this with you they never responded so she unfollowed them and then they unfollowed her then she went to an event um and she was a speaker at the event and after the event one of the organizers came up to her and said these wildflower sex amy and nick reached out to us we wanted them to sponsor and they said they wouldn't because you were speaking at this event. They wouldn't sponsor this. Yeah. They're so fucking petty. Fucking up her professional connections as a black queer femme. Like she doesn't have that many opportunities as in general, just from like her, who she is her fucking identity yeah a, she's already marginalized like yeah. you don't need to be fucking up her business opportunities that's really insane um so then the next person who wrote in an article was ashley chubby bunny who i love been following her for oh shit she's against wildflower sex yeah Ugh. so she collaborated she's done some work Drama. with wildflower i guess and she collaborated with unbound in december for mm-hmm. so their like area 69 thing yeah she they did a photo shoot right? yeah it was amazing so after the photo shoot wildflower reached out to shit on unbound to her Mm -hmm. um and then she was like okay whatever i don't care then she threw a party that we were actually gonna go to but didn't back in may and she reached out to wildflower to sponsor her um and (laughs) i'm loud you're loud um so (laughs) unbound babes and romantic depot were sponsoring already and wildflower sex said like who's sponsoring and she said unbound's gonna be sponsoring and they said okay no and then they unfollowed her they're such jealous bitches. And then Ashley spoke at a panel called Oppression in the Algorithm, and after the event was also pulled aside by one of the organizers and told that Wildflower had emailed them and said they wouldn't participate in the event if Ashley was there.
0: Wait, um, more information on, like, the people who are pulling them aside to say, hey, this sponsor pulled out because you're here, um... Were they upset about it? Like, what's I the deal? I think they're just
1: trying to communicate with them and saying this person's trying to, like, fuck up your professional Okay, like, looking out for them,
0: not, like, upset at them. That, that was the well, impression I okay. got. Yeah. Because otherwise they
1: probably would have talked more shit Then on they wouldn't companies. have had them come to the panel, I think, right? Like, yeah. If, they, if that was a deal breaker for them. Yeah, I need to read this article. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, then Karma, Karma Knife, Lisa Spliffson, who I fucking love and is also tight with Unbound. I don't know her. Um yeah, her you should follow her on Instagram. Okay. She's awesome. But she had a relationship with Wildflower and had promoted their shit for free, like they would just send her things and she would promote it because she was passionate about it, but they didn't pay her. And then Unbound thought she was really cool and had reached out to do an affiliate program with her. Um and so she did it cuz she was like this is awesome. I like what you guys do and I'm going to make money off this. So Wildflower told Carmen about what about their experience with Unbound with like how the investors and all that stuff. So then Carmen reached out to Unbound and said what the fuck's going on Unbound explained the way they did to us mm-hmm. and she decided to maintain the relationship and then Wildflower unfollowed her and then started shit talking her to other people like in the event with Ashley Chubby Bunny they're like well Carmen is going to be there and she uh works with Unbound so yeah um right. and then there were some other stories that like there there's just so many stories but um LaShawn LaShawn A at LaShawn i I'll link it in the show notes and Venus Cuffs at Venus Cuffs, and Black Girl Manifest all wrote in about their experiences. They were very similar. And then at the end, Unbound had a their own comment. And I just thought it was really interesting because they were talking about basically how the owners of wildflower sex are white. And even though they're non-binary, they're like straight passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really, they're like basically really benefiting from white privilege and straight privilege, mm-hmm. even if they're not. They're still, they uh, appear to be straight um and so is unbound unbounds owned by straight white women i mean i don't know about her sexuality but like white passing straight passing um and so they're like why can't you directly reach out to unbound and deal with your shit with them instead of going through these like black women like do you expect us to be calling out unbound on your behalf and Mm -hmm. kind of falling into the angry black woman stereotype yeah they totally do Mm just totally what they're trying to have them do and um oh one thing i didn't mention nick who's the one of the co-owners of wildflower works for google So they're running around telling these women, oh, you can't work for this fucked up, you know, company that does fucked up shit. Google does the most fucked up shit. Google's the richest company in the world. That's really bizarre. I know. It's crazy. Also, they and uh, there was this really good quote. I'm just going to grab it real quick. They were saying if this. okay, sorry. If Wildflower Sex really felt a way about Unbound's investor, they also wouldn't be promoting their own brand on a platform that took money from said investor. As mentioned in previous episodes, the investor that invested in Unbound also invests in Lyft, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Postmates. So if you're not going to be if you're going to be boycotting Unbound, you better be boycotting those people, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that really just goes to show that Wildflower is just being a jealous. Yeah, they're they're
0: they're just threatened by Unbound. Yeah. And they're threatened by Paul. They're
1: exploiting these black femmes who want to break out in this like it's already hard being in the sex industry. It's not, you know, we're not allowed to advertise on Facebook. It's hard to, you know, you can't really promote yourself as yeah, much. Yeah, she's making it worse. She's making it harder for them when they're, like, getting opportunities and trying to use their following and their creativity to promote herself, themselves.
0: And um, they weren't a part of um, the approved, non-approved. I mean, obviously because of Unbound, but, like, they should care, too. They
1: haven't, I've never seen them at any sex tech event that I've ever been yeah. to. Maybe that's because I'm p- more part of, I'm really obsessed with Unbound, so... They're usually at the events I attend, but not but even always. the ones that they're not at that yeah. we go to. Like I've never seen. They don't wildflower. hold events. They don't. I mean, not yet. Yeah, not I found out about
0: wildflower sex. Cause there was an article about her. Someone covered it like a year ago. Um, like then. how this, Oh, Oh, they're non-binary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. White straight passing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I followed them through that. And then after this whole scandal, I unfollowed them. Yeah. Um,
1: which, like, I kind of wanted to be in the loop. So I didn't unfollow them after the Unbound thing, even though I thought it was fucked up, because I, there's two sides to every story, and yeah. I definitely, like, I really like Polly, and I really like what she does, and I trust her and believe her, but I just, you know, I don't want to close off another person just because of that. Yeah. Um, This made me unfollow them. However, I still think that they can redeem themselves. I think what they do is important, and I think that they just need to show that they don't view black queer black femmes as a pawn. Even if they have treated them that way in the past, they can, you know, maybe just donate. Donate the next donate like twenty percent of your proceeds to these organizations that help queer black women. Yeah. They can still prove themselves. It's not too late and I think they're doing important things. So they just need to talk to Unbound about what their fucking issue is. Yeah, Polly's so open as you said to talking to her.
0: talking to them sorry
1: and one last thing I guess I kind of wanted to talk about is just that like we're both white yeah and um we're Jewish (laughs) we're white so white as fuck um (laughs) white Jews yeah Ashkenazi Jews yeah just like Eastern Europe like burn as soon as we get in the sun no I tan pretty well okay well lucky you it's <laughs> because okay, you're argentinian what about <laughs> well we, i just want to recognize that we have privilege and that oh, okay. we're able to do this because we're white and if we weren't white we'd probably still be able to do this but it'd be a lot harder and we might not have as much of a following i don't know i honestly don't know um i don't
0: know if that's true in our case
1: i honestly don't know we're not huge obviously but yeah
0: and like we're not really making money i wouldn't i understand like what you're trying to say to our audience but I don't know if I agree but then also like I don't know I, I mean I
1: think out. white privilege just permeates every part of our lives because yeah. we're white well we so can we definitely say that w- we are aware that we're very privileged and uh to even maybe be doing this podcast and not making money for it is a privilege you know to be spending time and energy and money on something that we're not really seeing a profit from Yeah. That's a privilege. Yeah, I guess so. And we people will listen to us when we speak. People won't automatically assume we're just like angry and overreacting. Um, We still have to deal with being women in this world, but we don't have to deal with being black women. We don't have to deal with being queer. Um, And I think that definitely puts us, maybe people take us more seriously. Not that they should. I don't know. I don't know if...
0: I think they might. I don't know. I feel like... I don't think that applies in our... I mean...
1: I don't we know. We can't tell. Yeah. There's we can't remove our whiteness and test yeah. it. Yeah. But we that's can't my theory. do a a controlled study. Yeah. So <laughs> even though our platform's smaller than theirs, I just want to yeah. give everyone a second right now. Go in the show notes and follow. Yeah, and we are not saying to boycott Instagrams. wildflower either. Yeah, we're um, not.
0: We're just giving you the facts and I am boycotting wildflower. <laughs> yeah, <I did laughs> but that unfollow. doesn't mean that you have to um yeah you know what I forgot that we just jumped straight into news but I had a question for you
1: oh yeah we can can we edit this or
0: I think whatever okay I don't think that they care Uh, or you you guys guys don't care right no we don't care (laughs) okay they didn't answer us but it's fine um okay remember that guy who um the guy who broke up with me because he wasn't over his ex oh so I told you I saw him on hinge yeah and I liked him because I wanted to him to be like, I wanted to be like, bitch, I see you on here today. He matched with me and he messages me. Don't I know you from somewhere? Mm-hmm. So then I said back, I take it you're done with your moment because he had said to me, like, I just need a moment, you know, because he's moving to Bushwick in August. Oh, it is August. Yeah. Wait, he's did he Bushwick. move today? He's yeah. moving this weekend. Um, Like what? That's so fucked up yeah why would he match with me like is he just trying to i thought that he was scared that he was into me because he wasn't over his ex yet but like he's still on dating apps is he just trying to get fucked and not date like or was he just totally lying to me i don't understand he's probably lying to you why would he go through all those links because men are liars that was like a crazy elaborate lie yeah
1: i mean i think he probably isn't over his ex but like i don't think that's excuse enough to not out with someone if you like them
0: yeah well he was like can i hit you up when i move back to bushwick and i was like i guess please Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway after today i mean after we record i have another date so i'm drinking a little bit during this yeah um okay that was really it damn okay oh it's my turn now
1: yeah sex news (laughs) Okay,
0: back, say back to me. Back to you, Ariel. Like, <laughs> this is the worst thing about sex for nearly a third of women. I feel like I had uh, an article about this last week that was very similar. Um, but so, what do you think is the worst thing about sex for women? Assault? No, like, <laughs> like, like consensual um, sex. Men don't get boners and no no up. that was last week's uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a different study uh, whoa, whoa. okay whatever you don't know so love honey which is a british sex toy company they asked three thousand people what the worst thing about sex is men said when the sex is over too quickly which is hilarious yeah. because they're the ones who basically decide yeah
1: <laughs> like what you well, have the not power not our new age of where our pussies are in charge. Yeah, like I even even if they come,
0: over, eat out your girl and then finger her and
1: then spank her and then
0: wait until and then you're, you're going to get bone. Exactly. Find out what your refractory period is like and when just I, push
1: through it. I don't give a shit.
0: When I sleep with guys for the first time, I'm like, "What's your refractory period like?" And they're like, "I don't understand what you're saying." <laughs> <laughs> for you guys who don't know, it's how long it takes um, for you to get hard after you come again. Um, so women don't have a refractory period. Because we're magical. Like your clit gets super sensitive, but you can orgasm again. Yeah. Sometimes you need a sec, though. I definitely need a sec. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to masturbate twice tonight. <laughs> and then after the first time, I just can't do yeah, it again. it's too much. Um, all right. So then a third of women said body shame.
1: Wow.
0: All right. Our culture puts a lot of pressure on women to be attractive, yet not too sexual, open and receptive to sexual experience, but not too knowledgeable or demanding, certified sex coach Maisha Battle says. Excuse me, that was disgusting. There is also societal pressure for women's bodies to conform to an often unattainable standard of beauty. All of this, and sometimes more, contributes to why women feel self-conscious during sex. Uh I actually, I get this question a lot. How can I feel more confident in bed? Body image is a huge roadblock in women's sexual well-being because if you don't feel comfortable with yourself, it's very hard to feel comfortable with someone else. Um, And studies show that if you're feeling self-conscious, you're actually less likely to advocate for your needs in bed Mm -hmm. um, and less likely to stick to your boundaries. So um Myesha Battle continues. She says, It's really challenging to believe in your sense of pleasure when you constantly question whether or not you are living up to standards that the world imposes upon you. When we don't feel the best in our bodies, our sex lives can suffer. In my practice, I see people who have difficulty with arousal and orgasm as a result of self-monitoring and overthinking. It's actually very common when our minds are racing with these thoughts it can inhibit our ability to tap into physical sensations and dampen our experience of pleasure so you guys whenever i talk about not being an orgasm with dudes like this is really where it's coming from it's i i think i have worked through like body issues i mean a, a lot of it was like when my tits were lopsided and i think that i'm slowly getting just more comfortable with my body now that they're even yeah <laughs> um but also that I I I don't really trust anyone because I I guess I don't trust myself I don't know um but anyway so the article gave some tips on how to be more confident in Mm -hmm. bed mindfulness jot down when you have a negative thought and replace it with a positive one I literally never do this um but if you like to journal is maybe good for you this is my favorite one. Talking about sex with your friends. Mm-hmm. Research actually shows that people who talk about sex with their friends are more sexually self confident and willing to ask for what they want in bed. Aww. So, like, more of a reason to share our podcast. Yeah. Um. We know that this has helped at anyone listening to this. I'm pretty sure this has helped you f- feel more comfortable with yourself and like less like a freak for all the freaky shit that you're in. Yeah. Too, which is really all just normal. Um. So tell your friends about this podcast and then you might feel more comfortable talking about them in person about yeah you sex. could be like
1: oh Arielle and miriam talked about bdsm last episode i want to try that yeah <laughs> with you <laughs> or have you ever tried
0: that <laughs> um develop a body love ritual mm. so you can thank your belly for digesting your food you can thank your legs for getting you to work I don't like doing any of that. What I like to do is dance around my room naked or like in my favorite bra and underwear Mm. and like maybe smoke a little, maybe drink a little and just like look at myself in the mirror and appreciate how sexy I look. I think I've really started to come into a place of self-appreciation and not comparing myself to other people. Like you guys have to remember, those of you who feel not confident in bed, like we're not supposed to look the same. That's what makes us all yeah. different in a good way. If we were all the same,
1: that'd be so boring. Right. And yeah. not cute. Also, take nudes. I love take like, take a sexy angle because you only see your body in a certain way in the mirror. Yeah. But when you can take nudes, you can kind of make your ass look like extra fly. And out, you know, fly, fly, L-L-L-L. you can make your titties look bigger, I don't know, you can like do va- angle magic, and you're like, oh, and all these different angles, they look completely different, yeah, and you can like share them with your friends, yeah, also, I always think about this because I'm chubby, like I'm a big girl, but um, they already know that coming into this, they see me, they've seen my face and my body even before we have sex, and I'm naked, so they know that they're gonna they're gonna see some belly. And they don't give a shit. They already chose to come home with me and have sex with me. So.
0: Yeah. And the the more different your body is from someone else like that, they may be, they're attracted to that. Yeah. Like speaking heteronormatively, a man who, who society tells to look super masculine and like muscly and rock hard. Like he wants a woman who looks different than him and like voluptuous and and curvy and like not like a man, so don't try and look like a rock hard abs person if unless you are a rock cop hard. Abs yeah, unless person. you are. In which case, can I lick them? We also find that extremely yeah, sexy. So sexy. It's very hot. Everybody <laughs> is sexy. Every different way sexy. We
1: all have things that make us sexy. You're
0: sexy when you feel sexy. Yeah, and when you don't, honestly it's not that sexy everyone can tell yeah everybody can tell so you just have to fake it just be like i'm sexy just tell yourself yeah, that. like lizzo we have talked about this before lizzo is so fucking hot and she's fat yeah
1: she's a fat girl yeah she's not supposed to be hot she's a fat black girl like yeah you're not oh, supposed so to be hot taboo. but she's so fucking hot because she knows she's hot yeah like i would i would have sex with her for Definitely, sure yeah
0: yeah i'm seeing her in september i know you're not miriam don't rub it in yeah whatever she bought a ticket and she can't come
1: because she's going to paris back to you miriam all right (laughs) Uh, so the researchers at north carolina state university and the university of pittsburgh did a study investigating whether parent-based sexual health interventions could improve the outcomes of their teens' sexual health so that's like your parents talking to you about sex um and (laughs) mom that's embarrassing (laughs) wait have your did your parents talk to you about sex oh my gosh okay do you want to hear how i learned about sex yeah i just asked you yeah i know (laughs) i'm just (laughs) double checking because it's a story (laughs) tell me i was in first grade wow i was on the school bus that's amazing and these third grade boys were asking me my friend they're like are you a virgin (laughs) and i didn't know what that meant so i was like no (laughs) no and they were like did you do it with your teacher what and I was like do what yeah but I don't know
0: <laughs> oh my god did it get back to the principal no so
1: then I came out I came home that day and I was like mom what's a virgin <laughs> and then they like whipped out a fucking pop-up book written by Dr. Ruth <gasps> about it's called who am I and where did I come from oh it, I'm crying It just like talks about sex <gasps> And it has If you open the flaps There's like a boy And a girl in their clothes And then if you open the flaps They're naked Wow Yeah And I then I got super hard. obsessed with sex I tried to bring the book To show and tell That's hilarious and My teacher was like You can't do that I'm Wow sorry. that's so you Yeah I
0: love your parents
1: Aren't they great
0: I don't I didn't really have a sex talk Really No my mom like She gave us My brother read me This cartoon Book It was like a graphic book about the birds and the bees and it was like these little bird and bee oh my god things and like he would read that to me at night <laughs> yeah I feel like
1: people with older siblings mostly learned about sex through their older siblings
0: yeah but like still, I think I told my sister about it no one really sat me down and I think that like I found my dad's old um graphic porn books oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I ever masturbated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks dad
0: <laughs> wait <I'll laughs> it's called the click and it's about uh a woman who has like a thing inside her and somebody can control how horny she gets oh. with a remote control and when he turns it all the way up she just gets like crazily horny the thing is at the end of the book we it's revealed that it actually never worked and she's just like a crazy slut um and there are a bunch of them so my dad recently bought like this um coffee table copy of it with like all of them in it and it's just in his (laughs) living room on the coffee table and his parents came to visit like my my abuelos yeah and (laughs) it's just fucking there (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, hey. anyways, let's back to the news. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> so the research team analyzed 31 randomized controlled trials involving more than 12,000 participants ages 9 to 18 years old. Good. And lo and behold, they found that interventions had a positive effect on teen sexual behavior and health, um, primarily by increasing condom use and, in general, improving parent child communication. So kids who had the talk with their parents did not have sex earlier than kids who didn't, Mm -hmm. but they were more likely to use condoms and when they did eventually become sexually active. So I thought that was cool. And I think it's kind of crazy that there's parents out there that don't talk to their kids about sex. And I know your parents are one of them and I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I think it's like your responsibility as a parent to do that. And it doesn't mean you're a bad parent if you don't, but it just means you have your own relationship with sex that needs to be evaluated. But I think it's like, so it's the most important thing.
0: Yeah I don't I don't know what happened like I may just not remember I should ask my mom.
1: Yeah honestly you're the youngest so they probably just were like we're not doing this again.
0: I think that I I think I learned about sex through watching all the movies with them because we were watching like R-rated movies when I was a little (laughs) girl and I just saw it you know so I think it it
1: was you know just through that. I remember I was in like second grade and my parents would watch they would get DVD box sets of Sex and the City from Blockbuster and they would let Sophie watch with them because she was like f- three years old, and
0: she didn't understand.
1: But they didn't let me watch with them, and I was like, "Why does Sophie get to watch?" It definitely like got ingrained in her subconsciousness too. So,
0: if only they knew what you would become. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to you, are y'all? Thank you. Women who fake orgasms do it every third time they have sex, says study. Mm first time i saw that i thought it said every time they have sex so that was a little (laughs) surprise it was published in the archives of sexual behavior Mm. 465 straight british women were part of the study their average age was 38 and the results showed that feminist values can affect orgasm frequency so women who displayed anti-feminist values faked more orgasms than feminists interesting they're not helping out their fellow sisters yeah
1: you deserve this
0: (laughs) (laughs) um if a woman believes she has to have an orgasm for a man to feel good in bed they're more likely to have faked an orgasm Mm. do you remember that study they came out like i think it was last year about um men get turned on by women oh yeah so, I mean, there is there is truth to that. Right. But, like, when I do orgasms, I also feel turned on. Yeah. I'm like, I, I did that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> My mouth did that. <laughs> 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 women who find it difficult to orgasm and women who suspect a partner of cheating are the most likely to have faked an orgasm, said the lead researcher. Damn. That was interesting. Suspect a partner of cheating. They're like, "Look how much you can make me come. Yeah, don't leave me." Yeah, but you guys, you can't, you can't fake orgasms. Yeah, don't do that. You're ruining it for the rest of us.
1: Think about us. Yeah, think about Ariel and just think about the yeah. two of us. So
0: that is, when we have sex with your man, we want it to be good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We want him to know what he's doing. <laughs> Back to you, Miriam.
1: All right. This is going to be my last one. Okay, cool. Okay. So there's a poor company called VR bangers. What do you think they do? Um, VR banging. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so they released a new VR experience for couples. I don't think you have to be in a couple to experience this, though, called Time Capsule. So it allows you to record and save a synchronized sexual experience. Say that three times fast.
0: Synchronized sexual experience.
1: Synchronized sexual. Nope. E- <laughs> <laughs> it allows you to have a. <laughs> to have and save a synchronized sexual experience to recreate it even in the distant future with the use of a realistic visual reality environment. So they have 6K ultra high def resolution by bi- Binaural sound technology smell temperature and advanced tactile gear to identically recreate the experience uh, which is really cool and i really like the idea however the issue at hand yes is that they kind of frame this in a weird way they're like you're gonna get old and disgusting and you're gonna want to go back to the times when you were young and hot <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i feel like you could market this in a way that's like Hold on to the memories of your early love. <laughs> Why are you just like you're going to be a disgusting old fart? And old people shouldn't have sex. Fuck you for saying that. Old people should have sex
0: because that sells. Ugliness sells.
1: Like fear. The They're fear selling of fear. ugliness. Yeah. yeah. So everyone can have sex. I just think it's cool to like recreate a sexual experience with the VR. Like maybe if someone's terminally ill. Yeah. Even though it's kind of sad. <laughs> That's good for that Yeah. All right, yeah. back to you, Ariel.
0: Okay. Um. My last news item is a little bit all over the place, but you know what? I can do whatever I want. Yeah, it's right? your show, baby. Okay. <laughs> How has dating changed? Matches Singles in America survey finds more people are experiencing app burnout. Yeah, I I am experiencing app burnout. Um, so Matches Singles in America does a study like this every year, like most big companies. Uh, they surveyed 44,000 th- singles. 14% of them were uh, LGBTQIA. Um, and so they say dirt- dating burnout is super prevalent, um, but I don't have any stats on that. So just like if you're feeling burnt out, like welcome to the fucking club. <laughs> um, so Dr. Justin Garcia, I fucking love him. He's from the Kinsey Institute. He's actually the acting um director of the Kinsey Institute Mm -hmm. right now and I had interviewed him when I was at college uh and he works at Match so he explains that dating sites have always been a business deal I think that this might have been a flaw in just the way that the article itself was um written because I don't understand the segue from here but we're just going to talk about a whole other beast now um and this is about paying for dates Mm. so He says, take a look at paying for the date with a man and a woman. In the U.S., paying for the date has a cultural meaning. So we just assume that, like, the dude will pay for the date, right? Yeah. Um, Garcia says that women who offer to pay the bill with a man do it so they don't feel obligated to do anything else. They're like, look, it's not going to be a transaction. We're splitting it or I'm paying for it so I don't have to put out if I don't want to. It's like making it up to them sort Mm -hmm. of also question do you ever offer to pay yeah yeah
1: yeah why uh cuz i feel like if you like someone you want to spend time with them it's not about getting something from them mm mm-hmm. if i'm on a date with someone i'm not like and i decide i don't really like them i usually want them to pay but if i like the person i'm like i mean i can pay cuz i like you
0: yeah that's a good way of putting it it's like don't make them pay because you like them Make them pay when you don't like. Them. Yeah, because it's like you wasted my time. At least I should yeah. got a free drink out of this. Compensate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always reach for a card because, like, feminism. It's cute. Oh, that no, yeah, I you know I I I think it's a huge turn on when they want to pay for it. Yeah. Um, especially if I know what they make, like if they're journalists, right. if they're in the same boat as me, I'm like, let's just split it because we're both fucking poor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. If they paid for something, though, I'll usually pay for at least a thing. So, like, if we went out to dinner, I'll get dessert. Or yeah, that's if sweet. He got drinks. I'll get a bottle of wine for when we come home.
0: Yeah, you bring the money. I'll bring the pussy. Exactly. And the dessert. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the pussy is the dessert.
0: Um. So Garcia says that women still want the man to make to take the lead in courtship. Which, yeah, but seventy five percent of men like it if women reach out first on a dating app and I think that's really important for everyone
1: to hear you want to say it again
0: 75 percent of men prefer if a woman if a woman reaches out to them on a dating app should I say it again one more time (laughs) 75 percent of men prefer when a woman reaches out to them first on a dating app. Of course, app. this is a hetero Should situation. I, say it
1: again? <laughs> I think that's good. I think three's the.
0: I love whenever I match with someone who I genuinely want to go out with. I always message them first. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Not saying that because the only app I use is Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do use Hinge. Um, <laughs> Over 30% of people have fallen in love with people they didn't initially think they would fall in love with. I think that that sentence could have been written better. Um, and then on top of that, around 70% of the respondents reported that they became attracted to someone they didn't initially think they would be attracted to. Mm. Um, that guy that I was mentioning earlier, actually, I don't want to talk about it Yeah. in case he guy. listens to it. Yeah. And also, I guess, Fuck him. <laughs> Why would he listen to this? He hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I have a very specific type when I'm swiping and I feel like I know ima- automatically when I'm going to like someone, especially if they watch Eric Andre.
1: Mm.
0: That tells me a lot about a person. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go outside of what I want. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like my roommate was shaming me for it. The other no, if you like what you like. <laughs> Like explore other things no, I that. have I've dabbled Yeah um, Is this even a question I was gonna say what about you
1: Oh yeah I've had a, a taste of every flavor
0: Yeah you don't really have like
1: My type is tall dark and handsome But whose type isn't tall dark and handsome Yeah you know your type is
0: like kind of Freaky un- ex- yeah. un- Unassumingly freaky Exactly
1: like lady in the streets Freaking the sheets is what I'm looking for
0: Yeah <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm cool. done. I'm done. I'm done. We're done. And then we're going to get to the study.
1: You guys already know what it is, but it's so good. What is it, Ariel? Golden showers! A.K.A. Water Sports. A.K.A. Europhilia. A.K.A. AKA Piss Play. Trump. Ew. (laughs) Why'd you have to take it there? Trump
0: had a golden shower. If you Google golden showers, the first, like, a thousand articles that pop up are going to have to do with Donald Trump. I know.
1: He ruined golden showers for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So can I tell you my pee story? Yeah. I think I've told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Yeah, but I want to hear it. For the people. So with my ex, let's call him... Barth no uh,
0: Bartholomew <laughs> it's gotta Chris. be that No,
1: Chris is my ex-boss's name so I don't want to call my ex-boyfriend yeah I Chris. don't like that name
0: Chris uh, what do you just call him fucking Jesus Jesus okay, okay. Jesus
1: <laughs> I'm Jewish um <laughs> so is Jesus he wasn't but uh <laughs> but Jesus my Jesus wasn't Jewish uh, <laughs> but it's okay my Jesus is Je- <laughs> not my Jesus Jesus <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he and I had just started dating, we weren't exclusive, but we were fucking. we'd been fucking for months, and I never made him come not once. He was on medication, so he could this get an is erection a story you had promised me, yes, okay, he could get an erection, but he couldn't come um, and I didn't really care. <laughs> Because we still had amazing sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mostly was pretty dominant. We just had freaky sex. Because he lasted for so long. He lasted forever and made me come a good gajillion times. Wow! I was like, I don't care if you come. So one time we were fucking and I went to the bathroom. I peed. I came back and he ate me out. And later we were cuddling and he goes, I really enjoyed eating you out after you, after you peed. Ooh. And I was like, oh, did I not wipe well? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you want me to... Do you want to drink my pee sometime? And he goes, maybe. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. I forgot about it. The next day we're at the library and I was studying for an exam. He was studying for an exam and I took an Adderall that morning and he kept being like, giving me water. And I thought it was because he really cared about my dehydration because Adderall dehydrates me. And I was like, oh my God, this guy like really cares about me. (laughs) Spitting me water all day. We get back to his place and we're kind of starting to hook up. And he goes, so you've been drinking water all day, and I'm like, yeah. And then I go, uh, oh, do you want to drink my pee? <laughs> Super casually, and he's like, yeah. So he,
0: wait, why did you automatically think do you want to drink my pee instead of like, can I pee on you? Because
1: he said he liked the taste. Oh, okay. So and we, I had said, do you want to drink my pee? Right. And he just like, put it in like a goblet. No. So he lays on the ground, face up. And I squat over his face. I'm facing away from his dick just so that you can get a mental image there. Um, And he keeps licking my pussy. And I'm like, hey, you're going to have to stop because I really can't pee if you're doing that. And I'm really trying to focus. It's so hard to pee in someone's mouth. It's hard. (laughs) I'm not usually I don't usually have performance anxiety, but it's tough. Finally, I just start to focus. A little pee comes out. He drinks it all. And then I hit the mother load and I'm like peeing like a full on sitting on the toilet, but on someone's face. Piss. He drinks every single drop. Then he licks my pussy clean. And then as he's licking my pussy clean, he taps my leg and he's like, look, I turn around. He's coming. And that's how I made my ex-boyfriend come for the first time. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I think people and I'll talk about this, but people have a lot of reasons for why they like his play but for him it was definitely a submissive degrading thing did you guys get more that submiss- was the first kind of experience that we really had where I was dominant uh-huh um wow yeah going in with a splash <laughs> <laughs> and after that it would be so it actually honestly I know you guys think it's gross or not everyone thinks it's gross some people listen a lot to of this- a
0: lot of these listeners are into this yeah. play
1: <laughs> but a lot of people listening think this is gross but the thing is don't knock it till you try it because you know what? When you're laying in bed and you're really drunk and you're too lazy to get out of the bed, all you have to do is, hey, little bitch boy, drink my piss. He drinks it, licks it up. You don't even have to go to the bathroom. You don't have to get out of bed. <laughs> Fucking mobile Wait, toilet.
0: Do you think everyone who's into it likes to taste it or are they just like getting peed on?
1: So a lot of people like to get peed on. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I never actually peed on him. It was his face or his mouth. Mm. It was very like, you're going to drink my golden nectar <laughs> is what it is called i
0: love golden shower yeah exactly it's beautiful it's so
1: nice um trump hasn't ruined it yeah fuck that <laughs> sometimes he would because it was not a dominant context i would be peeing and i would just have his face in front of the, he'd be on his knees with his face like in front of my vagina while i'm on the toilet and i'd be like you don't get to taste it whoa just make him watch whoa Yeah. whoa it was like really mean and i'd be like but you can clean me up after (laughs) i'd have to use toilet paper oh my god so much better
0: you're such a bad bitch and it was so fun this is just making me realize how bad my relation my sexual relationship was with my first
1: relationship i mean this guy's a freak (laughs) not to say that enjoying piss is freaky but also my relationship with him was bad yeah, that's but true. But the sex was really great. You're right. Which is to like why it was so hard to get out of it. Because mm-hmm, that the sex like, dick. Yeah, it's the best kind of dick. Uh, that's
0: incredible. That's what actually made him come.
1: Yeah, that was the first time I ever made him come. And after that, we came from other things. But we? that was the first time. Yeah, he, we made him come. <laughs> it was a mutual effort. And whenever I would dominate him, not all the time, but a lot of times, I'd be like, remember how you couldn't come until you drank my piss, you disgusting, tiny dick? <laughs> Bitch boy.
0: Wait, he did have a
1: big dick though. No, yeah, he did. He no. did. Wow. He liked it when I called it his little clit. Wow. I know boys are really into that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're gonna rub your little clit. Damn. Be like, your dick's so small, I might as well just use your tongue and not even touch your dick.
0: Wait, can I tell you something? a little mini story? Yeah. Um, you, I've I've never been the dominator. <laughs> the dominator. I'm so. <laughs> I'm submissive, not like submissive but, I mean gender norms yeah um and so this guy from college freshman year who I was hooking up with uh he was in my English class and I like kind of seduced him he ends up I, w- I was a virgin I wanted to lose my virginity to him and then he like I don't know he just kind of goes to me and then he ends up failing out of college oh. <laughs> fast forward to this year I'm out of Adderall when I'm like addicted to Adderall. Right. FYI, guys, I now have a prescription. <laughs> so I post on Horgasmic. I'm like, anyone have Adderall? <laughs> and this sexy little thing messages me and she's like, yeah, I do. Um, I think, you know, my boyfriend, it's this guy, let's call him John. She's like, I think, you know, my boyfriend, John, he went to college with him. I'm like, oh yeah, like we had class together. So I meet up with her. She's so hot. She's only like 20 really small little tiny girl i'm like okay um i should probably stop trying to flirt with her boyfriend i didn't know that they were together and yeah. this kid john had been talking to me so i'm like okay i know that you have a girlfriend i'm gonna stop anyway so we so we stopped talking and then he recently started engaging with me again and i was like he probably wants to fuck me i wonder if he broke up with his girlfriend and then a couple of days ago he he twitter dms me i want to have a threesome with you and my girlfriend and i'm like of course um, you do. I was like, I I knew it, first of all, can <laughs> always tell. <laughs> and I can't have sex with her because she's just like 20. She's 20. She's just like like prepubescent looking, but so hot. And it's just like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, great, we'll do it. Just us two, because now he's in an open relationship. So he starts telling me things that he's into. I was like, tell me what you like in bed. I wanted him to say, like, things that I could do to him. But instead he t- starts telling me all of this, like, freaky shit that he's done. And he's, like, a switch and mm. wants to get pegged. He likes getting peed on. Like, he's had sex with um, with two trans girls before. And I'm really excited to have an experience with him. I want to pee on him now. You have to. I, like... um. I was never into it until I found out yesterday and today that everyone is doing it but me.
1: (laughs) My fucking roommate. We've all been having meetings about it. And we're like, when's Arielle going to finally do it? My roommate was like, everyone's been p.ian," And I was like, I haven't. And she goes, oh, sorry. You've never been in love before. Uh Guys, our fucking microphone recorder thing died. So yeah. we're gonna end this episode, but um, I'll include some peeing tips, piss pee play tips. Now? Okay, fine. You have
0: to look in your notebook. You just told me that. I know. Probably. I just closed them.
1: I want to make sure I get it all. Okay, <laughs> urine is ninety five percent water, so it's pretty safe to drink, but it's not completely sterile, so just be careful. Um, I'm gonna skip all this. Okay, why do people like peeing during sex? You want to understand why you like it because then your partner can give you the best experience Mm -hmm. when you're doing it. And the other way around, you want to understand why the person who wants to get peed on likes it. Some people like the sensation because it's warm and wet. Some people like the taste. Some people like that it's taboo. And then some people enjoy it as part of power play, like a dominant. And being
0: humiliated.
1: Exactly. Uh, Before you do it, drink a lot of water because it'll get the bladder filled and it won't make it smell super weird. if you drink coffee they're gonna taste it my ex could taste when i drank coffee be like oh
0: don't eat asparagus yeah no
1: asparagus (laughs) um if you want to keep it clean do it in the shower put down a towel uh a bowl and pour it on the person or just pee in their mouth and make sure they drink every last drop uh peeing on someone is very vulnerable activity for both participants the person peeing on them like peeing is kind of a personal thing. I know couples that won't pee in front of each other, you know, so it's definitely pretty intimate. Um, and obviously getting peed on is pretty intimate as well. So just keep that in mind. It's a pretty vulnerable thing. Make sure you have consent. The person wants to be peed on and the person wants to pee on you. Um, don't pee on broken skin. If you can avoid it, drink water after you drink pee, if you're drinking it, because that will dilute the toxins, um, and be ready for some performance anxiety might happen anyway follow us at smhpod on Instagram email us the smhpod at gmail.com yeah. rate review subscribe five yeah. stars tell your friends let us
0: know what you think of this episode specifically
1: <laughs> and let us know if you uh, got any PP stories yeah. we'll talk about it next week I guess like,
0: let us know in the written review is what I meant yeah in like, the written don't review don't DM
1: me I don't want your DMs yeah
0: don't DM us okay Kay. okay <laughs> thanks bye <laughs> oh, bye. oh